And yes, we are live. We're back. Once again, we had to do it again. <laughs> I was like, we can't just do it once. We can't just do it twice. We have to do this three times. Three times the charm. What is up, everybody? Listen, we are blown away. Are we blown? Blown. Like emoji. We are blown away <laughs> at you guys' feedback. Listen, this Try Me series is climbing to almost 200,000 views. Wow. I'm just like, man, like God is, God is good. He, he's blowing our mind with this. Give God your yes and get ready for him to blow your mind. Thank you so much for everybody joining us uh, from all over the world. Go ahead and let us know where you're from. Drop if this is below. your first time, if this is your 10th time, because we are in part 10, I know, right? let us know. Take a screenshot, tag us. We're so excited that you joined us on tonight. Yes. Are y'all ready for this? Daniel chapter 1, uh, verse 5 through 16. It has a little length to it, yeah. but we want you guys to check this out. Verse 5, it says, And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of the time that at the end of the time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, a bad Negro. I'm sorry, a Bendigo. <laughs> but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then he would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servant for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies as you see fit. So deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of the delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Our clause of concern and our verse of importance and where we're going to park, pull over, put a quarter in the meter and unpack on tonight takes residence in verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself father we have expectation we are ready for what you have to say to your people 
Make us invisible so that you can be seen as visible. All the study means absolutely nothing if you aren't seen, magnified, and glorified. Use us, O oh God, as the soundtrack of heaven. And play and blow and touch the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are y'all ready for this? We ready. Are y'all ready for this? Y'all ain't ready. Are y'all ready. ready for this? We ready. Now listen, we are in part 10 of our Try Me series. Part 10 and I was asking God, we came together and we're like, you know, what is it that you want us to say to your people? Yeah. Because we talked about try trust. We talked about try patience. We talked about try kingdom language. Yeah. We talked about resting. We talked about um, surrendering. We talked about believing. We talked about purpose. And I was like, God, what do you want us to say? What do you want us to say? Because we don't want to ever have a like Google plagiarized type of message. We, we don't want to have like a Pinterest stolen post type of message. God, we want to hear a word from you. Is anybody wants to hear a word? Yes. Yes. And so I felt as though God directed us in this Try Me series. Let's talk about try purity. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about try purity. And I had to have my queen back because she just seems to just make that messages seem better. And it's just better when we could double team the enemy and serve you guys with double portion Amen. content. Amen. Right? Amen. Try purity. Yes. And I feel as though this is so needed for us to discuss. Um, almost like if we didn't talk about and if we didn't delegate purity to a part of this Try Me series, mm-hmm. we would be guilty of ministerial malpractice. <laughs> so I had a conversation with Jesus and I said, Jesus, can I see your sermon notes? And he said, yeah, you can see my outline. And I looked at his outline and I saw in one of the points, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. Everybody say pure. Pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I wonder if this is why we can't see things through a God lens. I wonder if this is one of the reasons that we don't have a kingdom perspective. I wonder if this is one of the reasons we couldn't tell that this wasn't God's will, mm-hmm. that he wasn't God's will, yeah. or she wasn't God's will. Right. You thought you were just giving them a key to your apartment. Come to find out you were giving them a key to your peace. Woo. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know who I'm talking to, but all it takes is for one. Somebody say one. One. All it takes is for one bad relationship to get you to understand how valuable peace is. You thought that you just wanted company. Now you're like, I just want some peace. I just want to be able to sleep without taking any pills. I don't want my hair falling out. All it took was for one bad relationship for you to discover how valuable peace is. Maybe this is why you couldn't discern that this was not bait. This was bait. Mm -hmm. Because blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Please get this. Your eyes give you sight, but the eyes of your heart give you vision. Yes, that's good. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yes. You know the song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Mm -hmm. Open the eyes of my heart. Mm -hmm. I want to see you. The eyes of your heart give you vision. The eyes in your head give you sight, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. That's See, good. this gives me natural sight, yeah. but the eyes of my heart gives me insight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And see, we have to understand this. This is so countercultural preaching. We have to understand that purity is not just not having sex. That's it. That's right. Here we go. That's right. Purity is not just not having sex. Are you not getting none? Right. Because Daniel said, listen, I have purposed in my heart. I have purposed in my heart. 
to not defile myself with the king's delicacies. What was he saying? He said, you know what? I have purposed in my heart to not consume a Babylonian diet. Have you been consuming culture but expect the power of heaven? We coming out fast. Tighten your lace front. Have, have you been consuming the meals of culture, but then want God to shake heaven for you? You cannot be the example. You cannot be God's example and the devil's sample at the same time. You can't be a temple and a hotel at the same time. Right. A temple is when your body is sacred. Right. A hotel, anybody can check in and check out of you whenever right. they please. Right. Right. You cannot be a worshiper and a warrior at the same time. Yeah. And now I'm like, I get it. We love mixture. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> we love mixture. And maybe that's the problem. Yeah. We keep wanting, I want to mix my will yeah. along with God's will. Right. Nope. I want to mix what God says along with what I say. Mm-hmm. And oh, how the devil loves when we reside in contrast. Yes, good. Please hear us. We're coming out hard. Yeah. The devil loves when we live a life of contrast, right, right, right. he loves when we're in the gray. Mm. Because when we live a life of contrast, he could deceive us enough to claim kingdom, but then bind us enough to, ne- to misrepresent it. That's so good. That's so good. He could so deceive good. us enough to where we're claiming, claiming kingdom, mm. but then bind us enough to where we're misrepresenting it. So this is how you're singing worship songs about an experience that you never experienced. Because you're great at delivering the word, but you're poor at the word delivering you. But we firmly believe on tonight God has sent us on an assignment because God is saying, I don't want you to just have profession. I want you to have transformation. I want you to be free. And this is why when Jesus was on the cross, blood and water flowed because the blood covered your sin, but the water washed your life. The blood covers the remission of sins, but the water helps us think right. The water helps us talk right. The water helps us live right. The water helps us choose right. Why are we preaching like this? I need the blood and the water. So we just feel led for part 10. Let's talk from this topic, so fresh and so clean. Because the blood made us fresh, but it's our choices that keep us clean. Amen. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's all right. Um, so I want to go back to what he said about the mixture thing. And um, a lot of us are really good at that mixture. And so when, when we think about mixture, um, a lot of times we like to use reference of weather. Now, my, mm-hmm. anybody that knows my husband knows that he is obsessed with the weather. I, I think it. I think if he could have been a meteorologist, I'd have been that dude. A meteorologist or a firefighter, but meteorologist. <laughs> he loves the weather. He's always watching like storm stories and storm chasers, and you know those guys that be like, you know, r- you know, right in the middle of the storm, they're like, oh my god, do you see the weather? Oh man, the 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 the, the funnel is coming. Do you see that coming down? Oh, did you see that lightning? Like whoa, like. That would have been Jerry, right? Like, he would have been that dude because he loves it so much. Yeah. But in reference to mixture, one thing that causes storms is a mixture of hot air and of cold air, right? Oh, when you mix the hot and cold air together, yeah. that's what causes and spawns storms. And a lot of us, when we kind of relate that to it, a, a spiritual aspect, a lot of us are spawning and creating our own storms in our lives, our own mm. trials, our own tribulations, our own problems. All of the stuff that we are dealing with, sometimes it's due to the fact that we're mixing the hot and we're mixing the cold yeah. together, okay? And one thing that, that God would prefer is to be hot or cold, not 
hot and cold, okay? Yeah. Because when you're hot and cold, that's like lukewarm. And what does the word say about that? He'll spew you out of his mouth, right? right. So God would rather you be all the way for him right. or all the way for, for, for the devil. Like, all honestly, the all the way turned or all the way turned up or all the way turned down. He don't want you in the middle. Right. And I think some people, um, the, the lives are so blurred nowadays when it comes to being a believer and being a Christian. And we're yeah. talking about purity. You can't be hot and cold. Like, I mean, it's, it's simply and plainly put. You, you, it has to be black or white. There's no gray. And some people are professionals in living in the gray. And I mean, some uh, and living in the, the lukewarm area and, and, and you can't be a Christian and be straddling the fence. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, you may fall short or, you know, you're trying to overcome this struggle and you were really asking God to help you to be free from something yeah. because everybody has gotten delivered from something. Everybody yeah. has gotten free from something. We all need Jesus. We're all sinners saved by grace. So let's put that out there. Right. Yeah. But when you are comfortable living in the gray. Like there are people that are okay yeah. with being a Christian and okay with doing stuff that's just like the world. Yeah. That's being a, a professional mixer. I guess a, a, a mixture person, a professional person in the gray. Like yeah. when you're okay with, you know, turning up in the club, oh, like you're okay with it. Not like, man, I know I need to stop. But like, you know what? I'm, God's just not through with me yet. Like that has become like a coin phrase. And really, it's just a cop out. Mm. Like basically, you're trying to say, I am not ready to become or I'm not willing to become who God requires for me to be according to his word. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and claim the title <clears throat> Christian. I'm going to go ahead and claim his blood. Like we say all the time, like God save me, but, but don't, don't change me. Change me. And that's what the word of God, when you come into the knowledge of Christ, like if you are really, really in love with Christ, you can't really stay the same. Yeah. Like you can't, like once you come into the knowledge of, of his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his sacrifice and everything that he's done for us, there is no way that you can possibly stay the same consciously and be okay with it. Yeah. Like there had, there's got to be some sort of conviction. But the problem is a lot of so-called believers are, they, there's no conviction. So it makes me wonder, like, okay, are you hot? Are you cold? Are you right in the middle? And honestly, that's that's a that's a dangerous place to be because God is he's he's puking you out, he's spewing you out. Yeah. And if we want to be the believers that are going to be the example for a next generation, that are going to be the people that are going to take a stand and 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 bring the, you know people to to bring the lost to salvation, then we have to make that decision. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, it can be kind of difficult because your flesh. Is so used to wanting, you know, one side. Mm -hmm. But if, I mean, that's why we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Yeah. You know, a daily thing. We have to kill our flesh daily. Yeah. Daily, daily, daily. And if you are okay with living in the gray, if you are okay with living in the lukewarm, if you are okay living in the middle and straddling the fence, then I, that's an issue of your heart. And listen, God deals with the things of your heart. And I remember I saw this illustration. I'm going to do it really quick. I remember seeing this illustration one time. Uh, uh, my pastor did this. Some people in the body of Christ, like, act like there is a line being drawn, right? Mm -hmm. Some people want to, want to be so close to the line. Yeah. They're like, you know, can I do this and still be okay? Can I be on? Can, is this okay? 
Is it, can, can I walk the line? Okay. They, they want to get so possibly close to the line. It's like, is that sin? Was that sin? Was that sin? What about that? Can I do that and still be okay? Can I do that and not go to hell? Can I do this and still be saved? Can I do this and still, you know, can I still be holy and do this? But when you're a believer that is blood bought and you want nothing but to please God with your life, you want to get as far away from the line as possible. Talk. You want to get as far away. You don't even want to be next to the line whatsoever. Yeah. Because you like I the line I know the line is easily crossed. Yeah. Right? Because if I get too close to it because I know my flesh is a monster, I know I'm about to jump over this line. So let me get as far away from that line as possible. <laughs> but if you're somebody that's like I want to get as close to the line as I can and still be saved at the same time, yeah. then let's question our commitment to God. Let's question our heart and let's do what we need to do so God can cleanse us, wash us of all unrighteousness so we can really be the people that he wants us to be. Look, I, I, wanna, I want us to really get this. When you truly encounter Jesus, I'm not talking about for fake, for fake. Yeah. I'm talking about like for real, for real. Right. Whenever you truly have had an encounter with Jesus, you can never sin the same right, again. Right, right. Listen, listen. When you really have encountered Jesus for real, you can never sin the same right. again. Right. You could try it. You could try to go back to the strip club, but right. th there's just going to be something on the inside of you. Ain't nobody judging you, bro. No. Ain't nobody judging you since you're just going to feel like this. Uh, I just don't even enjoy getting faded no more. Like I don't, I don't even, I don't even enjoy getting this. It's too hot in here. It's, it's smelling like we. You're just gonna start to notice you cannot sin the same right. again. Now I want you to watch this. Come back with me. I want to show you something. Come back. Keep coming. Stay focused on me. Come back. Come back. All right. This is how we drift. There is one principle. Everybody say one. One. There is one principle that we don't like. So I want you to tilt a little bit. She just don't like this purity content. I don't like part 10 of the Try Me Seer, this purity thing. Right. Because I'm going to live in my 50 shades of gray. I, I just don't really like it that much. She didn't turn away. I'm being symbolic of Jesus. She right. didn't turn away from me. Right. She just made a little tilt. Everybody said a little bit. A little bit. Just a little tilt. And so this is how we start to drift from God. I want us to take three steps. You ready? Yes. Let's go. One, two, three. Hmm. Are, is it? Is it? God is leaving you? Is it you feel far from God? Or, stay there. There was, there was a principle that you didn't like. Right. Ah, this is messing somebody up. There, there, there's something that you didn't agree with. You kept asking this question on this particular thing. Where in the Bible? Where in the Bible? Where, where in the Bible? Where in the Bible? What book and verse? Where in the Bible? Where in the Bible? Where, where in the Bible? And so you keep on trying to figure out how can I continue to do even though I've accepted Christ. And so now, good. down the line, you feel as though you're further from God. And what we're trying to show you on tonight, could it be it's because of just one little thing? See, I, I want us to get this. Come back over here. I, I want us to get this. Point number one, purity begins in the heart. Yes. It's not about not yes. having sex. Yes. It's not about not having sex. No. Daniel says, listen, I have purpose in my heart right. not to defile myself. Right. Okay? Right, right. So... If we don't have pure hearts, we'll never have clear vision. Right. Man. 
If we don't have pure hearts, we'll never have clear vision. And we're wondering why it doesn't seem as though I have clarity on this. We're wondering why this particular opportunity seems as though God set me up because I thought this was an opportunity, but it was really a trap playing dress up. And we're wondering why I don't have clarity and why everything seems foggy. It's because blessed are the pure in heart. Right, right, right. For they shall see God. I want to show you guys this real quick. So um, it was not too long ago before Corona kind of like took over and changed our world as we knew it. I went to the airport and I had this suitcase. This is my carry-on, right? Um, This is how I travel. When my wife and I travel, we don't really pack like that. We just carry a carry-on, right? So I'm going through TSA and they happen to get my luggage and they're like, sir, um, something was scanned. I hate when they pick me. I'm like, don't pick me. I just want to go to my plane. Don't pick me. But they picked me. And they're like, okay, uh, let's see what you got in here. Um, this, this is too large. And I'm like, my hairspray? He's like, yeah, it, 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 it's too large. You can't keep this uh, hairspray. And I'm like, listen, lady, I'm about to uh, go preach. So I don't want my hair looking like taco meat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, uh, I need my hairspray. They just picking me up from the airport. I'm going straight to the church. She didn't care. She was like, you're going to have to throw this away. I'm like, man, what can I do to keep my hairspray? She said, well, we could put it back in your bag, and you can recheck your bag for a small fee of $25. So I wasn't the best at math, right? (laughs) But I began to do some mathematics in that moment. $4.99, I said four. $4.99, bottle of hairspray, $25 to keep it. Right. $4 about like three, four, right. five of these, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, $4 bottle of hairspray, $25 to keep it. Man. What are you paying for to keep? Wow. See, we're talking about purity. This right here is symbolic of your heart. Right. God has a spiritual TSA and he's saying, you want to go to the next level? Mm-hmm. You can't keep this. You can't keep this. Mm-hmm. You have to throw that away. If you don't want to throw it away, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to stay stuck right here, and you're going to have to pay to keep something. God, you're going to have to pay to keep something that you can get on the other side two, three, four times. But are you willing to trust me? You can't fly with that. You can't go to the next level with that. You can't go into promise with that. So many of us have a promised land address, but we have an Egypt appetite. And we're wondering why. Why can't I go to the next level? God's like, listen, I'm trying to address this appetite. You got to understand, you thought purity was just not having sex. No, there's some stuff in your heart. There's some stuff in your heart. Miss Flowers, let's dig up in here. You trying to to, uh, uh, board, and you trying to, go ahead, take that. You trying to get faded? (laughs) You trying to pop a molly? I'm sweating. (laughs) Okay, okay. I wish y'all don't judge us. This is sparkling Sparkling apple cider. cider. Just for the illustration. The illustration. I'm like, I'm unfollowing them. I knew it. Just go with us. Yeah, you, you, you trying to go to the next level, Mm -hmm. but God's like, let's address this this substance issue. Mm. Let's let's address this weed that you keep smoking and this drink that you keep drinking because you're trying to escape a reality that you don't have peace. So good. And, And you trying to find your peace. In this. So good. And so you're trying to drink your problems away. But here's the problem. Once the hangover is over, (laughs) once the hangover is over, once the buzz is over, once the crowd is over, this bottle didn't satisfy you. This bottle didn't satisfy you. And I believe God is like, listen, 
What is in the uh, carry-on of your heart? Can I speak on the, the, uh, the right. alcohol? Get you some drink. Um, a lot of us, <laughs> I'm probably going, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm hurt. I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and go there. You know, we're talking about, you know, believers, right? Christians. You know, there's a lot of Christians. You know, there's just like, you know, don't the word says don't drink to excess, right? We right. we we know that, right? Right. And some people, you're really closet alcoholics, but you're just covering up with like, well, just, you know, it's okay just to have one or two drinks, but Woo. really really you're struggling with alcoholism. Yeah. But you cover it up like it's just one drink. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a couple of glasses of wine with dinner. Talk. It's just I mean I just I, I only drink socially. Okay, praise the Lord. How's that going for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you're not getting any, any conviction, I, I I want you to check your heart. This is no judgment. Yeah. We 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 are not standing up here as judges. Mm-hmm. We just want to challenge your perspective. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to? justify your sin and trying to twist the word around. Yeah. It's just one drink. And a lot, I know I'm, 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 I'm messing with some people's, I'm messing with some people's, you know, Christianity and your walk. But listen, a lot of you, you are not being separate because it says come from among, come out from among them and be ye separate. Yeah. Let's just be real about it. Okay. It says come out from among. So that, that one little drink that you be having Mm -hmm. has you twisted sometimes. Yeah. That, that one little drink that you have sometimes, it gives you that liquid courage, and then you start cussing people out. Mm-hmm. That one little drink that you have sometimes gets you a little too tipsy and having you making out with this dude and this dude and this dude, but you, you know, but you still, you know, but it's just one drink. It's just one. It's just one glass of wine. Yeah, if, I, if I could add to it, too, and then what you'll find is when you're upset, when you're lonely, or when you're sad, or when you stress, you pursue your idol. Right. This, this helps me get over what I'm facing. That's it. Life has been so traumatic. It just I, helps me to relax. I just need some drink. That's all. Once I get some drink, I'm good. Right. And God is like, listen, I want to be your drink. I want to be when it gets stressful, when it gets difficult, when you get angry, right. when you get lonely. Right. I don't want you to run to a bottle. I want you to flee to the Bible. Come on. I don't want you to run to a bottle. I want you to come and seek my face. Because this is going to give you a buzz that fades. Right. But right. I will give you a drink where you'll never thirst anymore. My right. well never runs dry. Right. And you'll never, ever be suffering the next morning. Right. Because you're trying to remember what happened last night. Guys, like, listen, if you, if you drink of my well, you're always going to remember. You're going to remember my faithfulness. That's you're going to remember the times I got you through. That's you're going to remember the times that I became a keeper. You're going to remember the times I helped you get out, to, out of this particular relationship. Right. Yeah. You're going to remember. I'm going to help you recall some things, but I need you to stop sipping on some scissors. I need you to start getting in your wizard so that you could actually, <laughs> <laughs> you could actually see me. Right. Blessed are the pure. Somebody say pure. Pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's good. And bruh. What else? <laughs> bro, why you, why you rolling with these? Bro. Bro. Like, listen. Why, why, you, got a, why you got some condoms, bruh? Can, <laughs> can I just say that it was so awkward going to the store buying no, those? No, don't tell them the backdrop. Like, <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need to know the backdrop. Why, why we have, um, why are you having a precaution? You know what I call this? A just-in-case moment. Yeah, we coming down that street. I'm not really going to do it, but just in case she talking about it, I'm strapped up because I'm ready. Oh, I feel it. I feel the heat for y'all. 
I'm ready just in case. And my wife and I, we decided it would be too inappropriate to have a vibrator. But for some ladies, you have a vibrator. Just in case. Man, I hope y'all are ready for this. See, we're trying to help you. We're trying to give you freedom. God is saying, listen, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And you got condoms in your wallet, and you have a hashtag on your profile talking about kingdom man. Kingdom men can control their genitals. Kingdom men have zipper control because manhood is from the neck up, not the waist down. And you let culture lie to you and tell you to stack your money, sleep with women. That's what cultures do. And Daniel said, listen, I'm not trying to be like Babylon. I'm trying to be like kingdom. And if you're trying to be like kingdom, God's like, listen, we can't have a just in case backup. I remember this one time in college, this girl, I never bought a condom because I never wanted to have a just-in-case backup. That's good. And she was talking about it, and I said, no, nah, I don't have nothing. And she was like, don't worry, I got one. Right. That didn't turn me on. I'm like, girl, you fast. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you Some women, it's not just the men. It's the women, too. You Talk have about the, it. Listen, you Stay have, right there. You, Stay you right there. You have the just in case too. Okay, you have the just in case. And you know, some and Jerry told me not to mention this, but you on birth control. He was like, "Well, some women are on birth control." I'm not talking about because you have thyroid issues or you got cysts and this is something prescribed by your doctor because it helps you out. I'm talking about you have your just in case birth control and you take it, make sure you take it every single day. You don't miss it. Okay? You have your your selected birth control just in case something happens with that dude or just in case something happens with your boyfriend or just in case something happens when you go out. Okay, so it's not just men. Okay, purity is across the board, okay, for men and for women. Sometimes, like he said, some women carry those condoms around too. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the same thing. Okay, we expect uh, them to be holy. We have to be holy. And I promise, if some women, ooh, if some women honestly would just decide to keep themselves pure, some men would be like, dang, I, I can't, I can't, what do I got to do to step up? You know what I'm saying? But if we just give it out and we just lay it out, we make it so easy and accessible. No, they're not going to try and work or no, you're going to keep attracting those counterfeits because yeah. you're not holding the standard and keep, let me stop. No, you're let me good. stop. Keep going. And then they wonder why, why won't he marry me? Why, why won't, why won't, you know, I don't understand. Everything was cool until girl, he getting all of you. He getting, he getting all covenant privileges, and he is causing your hair to fall out. He's stressing you out. Let me change that. She could be getting, because this it's a double standard. That girls are like, okay, I need standards. Men need standards, too. We all need standards. I voiced this before. We ain't paying rent. We ain't paying rent. Yeah. Listen, uh, you're not my wife. You do not have my last name. Right. And ladies, I think you need to understand, maybe stop being impressed with their whistles, and you might get somebody's initials. Whew. Whew. Listen. We're trying to help you understand that maybe it's what's in the heart of my, what's in the luggage of my heart. What you rocking out to, bro? What's your music like? What you, how in the world are you saying, you know what? I need to stop cussing people out. I really do. But all day long, you walk around getting cussed out, paying $9.99. You pay right. a subscription, <laughs> right. a subscription every month, rocking out like this, jamming your favorite artist, wondering why, like, man, I just, I just had some anger on the inside. You listening to artists who are right. brewed, like filled with anger. Right. <laughs> and we're like, why can't I get over this? And we ain't even talk about 90s R&B. <laughs> I know, right? I know. You quarantine with chill, quarantine listen, and chill, listen to some 90s R&B, you end up with back. children. Takes you all the way back. I know it. You know, we were talking about this other day. I was like, man, if y'all just think about them lyrics of the 90s. Remember that one song? Sweeter do the dee da dee dee. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, you know what them I lyrics? I was going to say the artist, but yeah. <laughs> them lyrics... 
Cause when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, how I feel so sad now that I wanna leave. She's crying her heart to me. How could you let this be? I just need time to see where I wanna be. I'm like, bro, you inconsistent. You selfish. You yeah. talking about, listen, I know you're crying your heart to me, but I just need time to I see. I just wanna go do my thing, where basically. I wanna be. And she's like, where you going, sweetie? I'm like, what? But I'd rather leave than to cheat, right? I'm, like, let me go ahead and break up with you, break your heart, because I just want to be, basically because I want to be a hoe. Right. <laughs> so I, I want to be a hoe right now. I want to be a hoe, so I'd rather not hurt you because I want to be a hoe, man. We're going to get some comments on this one. We I know. I think so. But you know what? We, we do want people to be free. And like I yeah. said, this is not a judgmental thing. This is something that we want believers to, to, to be, be the standard because God yeah. requires it from us. Yeah. Like, when, in, in reference to, like, what we're listening to, like, we get, we, God has to check all of us, okay? We mm -hmm. get checked, he gets checked, we, we, we have to all do better, okay? Yeah. Because we're constantly pursuing holiness, and we're constantly, yeah. constantly pursuing purity, we're constantly pursuing righteousness if we want to become with, one with Christ. So, when it has to do with our eye gates and our ear gates, we do have to be careful with what we're letting in on a constant basis, okay? Yeah. If we're letting in all these uh, unfruitful... Ooh, yeah, we getting in trouble. Uh, all these unfruitful, you know, you Netflixing, you know, all these, you know, series. And I'm not, and I don't have a problem with people watching TV and Netflix mm -hmm. series. We we have TV shows that we love to watch, but you are constantly um, watching stuff that is unfruitful, yeah. that has stuff that is you know would not be pleasing to Christ, but you watch it anyway and you justify it. It's just it's just entertainment. Yeah. Is it? But then you wonder why you have a bad attitude and you yeah. wonder why your thoughts are going crazy and you wonder why you may be having these crazy dreams or these yeah. crazy fantasies and you wonder why your attitude is bad or you wonder why your mouth is is crazy yeah. and you and you say you saying things and you thinking things that you don't normally think. That's because of what you're feeding yourself and yeah. you would rather feed yourself that on a regular basis than feed yourself with the word of God on a regular basis. Yeah. And that's just, the, that's just the truth. We have to take the truth. We have to eat and bite the truth just like we deliver the truth. Yeah. You have to want, if you want that more than the word of God, then you, then you need to question like, Lord, purify my heart. Yeah. Transform my heart. Like that's why we said the first point is about having a pure heart. Lord, yeah. saturate my heart with your goodness and remove everything from it that's not like you. Because, yeah. I, because if you are, because listen, your flesh alone is a monster. Because we're born in this, we're born in, the, in, in this world uh, encased in the body of sin. So yes, your flesh is always going to constantly want, yeah. you know, evil. Your, your flesh is always going to constantly want bad. But yeah. that's why we have the spirit of God living on the inside of us, okay? Yeah. And the spirit man is supposed to be strengthened so much that we can overpower the flesh. Yeah. But if you are constantly feeding your flesh and not feeding your spirit, which one is going to be more powerful? Talk, woman. Which one is going to take more uh, of account? Which one is more the one that's going to overcome the other? Because you're not feeding your spirit on a regular basis. You're feeding your flesh on a constant basis every day from what you scrolling on social media, what you flipping, whether it's five minutes or, or a whole hour watching a video or watching a movie or listening to some music, you are feeding yourself constantly with poison. Yeah. You're feeding yourself constantly with darkness mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And then you wonder why, like, man, why am I struggling with purity? Yeah. Why am I struggling with being holy? That's because of what you're feeding yourself. God yeah. wants to purify our hearts. He wants to sanctify our hearts. He wants to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But yeah. what do we keep doing? We keep feeding ourselves with garbage. Yeah. 
I remember when I remember when I was a student pastor, uh, one of my college students was like, man, I don't know what it is. Every time I listen to preaching, I get sleepy. And it's not that the pastors are boring. They be saying some dope stuff. Right. But it's like, man, I be really fighting, like trying to stay up. And I remember telling him, I said, you know, I, I just want you to be honest with yourself. Do you honestly think that your flesh could have its way all week, but then in a moment, in an hour of a day, you could tell your flesh what to do and it controls you every single day? <laughs> Like, your flesh tells you what to do, right. and then you're going to try to tell your flesh what to do. It's like, bro, I, I have dominance over you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you submit to me, and what we're trying to, get you to, we're trying to get you to discover that God called you to have self-mastery. Amen. For some of us, in the, heart, in, the heart of, uh, in the luggage of your heart, it's your money. God's like, listen, you can't give. When I bless you, it's not to raise your standard of Ooh. living. Is to raise your standard of giving. Yes. Others of us, your phone is your problem. You just keep scrolling, seeing how other people are doing and looking at their life and looking at other people. God called you to do the same thing. Yeah. You look in here like, man, they didn't wrote that book. Right. Dang, they didn't wrote that. Yes, they didn't, somebody. They didn't sing that song. Yeah. Oh, wow, she did it. Wow. That's cool. Let me see how many views they got. Wow, they really. And so now you're sitting here comparing yourself. And so now you start to feel inadequate. Now you start to doubt yourself. Yep. And now you start to question all the things that God has put on the inside of you. Why? You know, a lot of our problem is we scroll too much. Yep. We scroll to what? Scroll too much. Literally, there is a button um, that you could use to set yourself free. It's called deactivate. <laughs> right? And then if there's too much on your timeline that is tempting you to clap back, there's also a button called block. How about you have a big quarantine block party? I'm That's talking good. about you just block them all. Block party. Every negative comment, just block them all. And I think the biggest one is a lot of us in our carry-on, you're like, man, I'm, I'm trying to serve God, but the more I, I try to serve him, I'm still attached to my past. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm still attached to my childhood issues and I want to be free, but there's this connection of what I've been through. And, I, and I'm trying to serve God, and it's like this has become a leash to me. And I want to let go, but it has a hold on me. God's like, listen, I, I, don't, I don't want you tied to anything. I don't want you tied to what mama said, what mama didn't say, what daddy Amen. said, what daddy didn't say. And a lot of us, your issue is there, there's so much attachment due to your past, and you're trying to break free from it. You want to be free from it, and it just won't let you go. It's because God is like, you still have the attachment of your umbilical cord, of your pain. Yeah. You know what the doctor asked me when my daughter was born? He said, Daddy, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? I said, no, I don't want my daughter to have no birth defects because of me. I'm not, I'm not cutting nothing. You went to school for this. Look, you're going to sever that umbilical cord. And in that moment, I never forgot it because I think right now God is asking you, when are you going to let me cut that umbilical cord? You've been allowing that pain to feed you for too long. You've been allowing that pride to feed you for too long, that bitterness for too long. We got to get that out of here. All, all the acceptance of what people are saying, that has to go. That, that has to get out your life. All these condoms and stuff that you have in the vibrators and porn, all that stuff has to go. Yeah. And this drink, you, you don't need this no more. Right. 
you don't need this no more. I need you to get rid of all of this, this toxic music that you're listening to. I need you to get rid of all of it. And see, here's the beautiful thing about God. God is not going to remove it without replacing it. If he removes it, he does it for several reasons. He either removes it and replaces it or removes it and becomes it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Look, sin had a hold on us and he wanted to remove it. So what did he have to do? Become it. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And I feel God's like saying, listen, I'm not just saying that we're done with your heart. We we just got to put some good stuff in your heart. Let's put the word. Let's put the word in your heart. Give me something else. let's, Let's put this in your heart. Because how does a young man keep his ways pure? By living according to the word. We got some bread. Got some bread. Jesus is our living bread. Yes. Yes. Let's let you start feasting on this instead of Netflix. Let's get some bread in your life. Yeah, instead of that drink, understand that he is your living water. Let's get some living water in your life. Yes, that's good. Because he's called you to be a light. He's called you to be a light. He said, listen, I want you to be a light. I want you to shine before men so that others could see me. Allow me to put all this stuff in your heart. If you allow me to put that in your heart, you know what? You could board your flight to the next that's level. That's good. That's you good. You can go to another dimension. That's good. You can go higher and higher because what's in your carry-on is pure. And blessed are the pure in hearts, yeah. for they shall see God. That's good. That's good. And I want us to understand that number one, purity begins in the heart. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to need a soul detox. Mm. About to get in trouble right here. I'm going to need to soul detox. What do you do when you're saved, but you still like the stuff that you used to have? So, yeah, I threw away the porn. Yeah, Yeah, I got all that stuff out, but I still like it. And I want us to see something right here. I want us to see something. Let's go to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13, um, verse 18. When we are going through a soul detox, the reason God does this is because he wants to strengthen our know. Okay, and I want to give you Bible. I did a whole series about this. If y'all missed, you need to go back and check out the Appetite series. On Exodus chapter 13, verse 18, it says, So God led the people around by the way of the, what's that word? Wilderness. Wilderness. God led them by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. What am I trying to get you to see? When God wants you to do a soul detox, he puts you in a wilderness. He puts you in a wilderness because you have a lot of Egypt in you. I understand that. But I'm going to place you in a season of your life where I can get all that out of you. Right. You can detox from all of that. Go ahead. Right. No, I mean, I was just agreeing with you. I think the soul detox, there's been several points in my life where I felt like I've had to detox. I think that's, I think that if you do an actual detox, some people do detoxes like annually because they know that stuff Comes up. So, I mean, people need to constantly do a spiritual detox. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, what has to happen is you have to establish certain principles because, listen, things are successful in your life when you follow certain principles. Like, just think about if you save money, right? And if you discipline yourself, you follow certain principles, then you can be wealthy or you can, you know, you can obtain wealth. Okay, so if, if you eat right and eat healthy, on a regular basis and exercise, and exercise, if you follow certain principles, then you'll have a healthy lifestyle and you, you, you can live a long time. Yeah. And I think we need to be able to, to learn how to follow certain principles according to the word of God. So when you read your word and you pray and you worship, 
on a regular basis, those principles can help strengthen your spirit and that will help to kill your flesh. I know me personally, when I was going through a season, this is before I met Jerry, I was in a really rough time out of a, a really tough breakup, bad, you know, really bad situation that I really need. I just needed God. I needed him more than I felt like I ever needed him before. I was in a very hard place in my emotions. I was, it, it was a lot of mess going on within me. And so my church had started 5 a.m. prayer. And I lived 30 minutes away from my church at this time. And I still had to go to work every day, but I was so desperate for God to heal me. I was so desperate for God to comfort me and to give me answers and to give me just, I just needed more at that point from God. And, and in that season, when I got closer to, to God, I mean, even my pastor just saw the growth and other people just saw the growth in me because I was like, I need to follow this principle of prayer. Yeah, I pray, you know, before I go to sleep. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I love God. Yeah, I pray over my food or, or yeah, I may be praying, you know, about a certain situation. But when I'm really intentionally going to seek the Lord in prayer, just because I need more of him, just because I want more of him because I'm desperate at that point. And, and that's a principle that some of us as believers have yet to follow. Yeah. Have yet to follow like just taking time out. The principle of going to God in prayer just because you need more of him as your daily bread. That's why he's called your daily bread because you're supposed to eat of his word and eat of him daily. Yeah. And some t- listen, if some of us ate, I mean, if we ate one time a day, naturally... We would be really hungry or one time a week or one time a month. If we think about food, natural food, the way that, the, that we think about spiritual food, some of us, we're, we're spiritually starving. Yeah. We're spiritually starving right now. Me, because, go ahead. No, when you were saying that, I was thinking some people eat one time a day and they're good, right? Right. I think that's because you have gotten so used to eating crumbs that your appetite doesn't even crave anymore. Right. Like, if you actually start to eat right, do meal prep, right. exercise, you begin to get more hungry. Yeah. But if you hardly don't do anything, you're not active, you just eat one time a day, and you start like, you know, I'm not really hungry. I wonder, have you gotten so used to bare minimum? That's good. Have you gotten so used to bare minimum Christianity? That's good. That you're not even expecting the miraculous? That's so good. You don't even really expect God to answer your prayers. You just do it out of just ritualistic activity. You don't really fast unless the church calls you to corporate prayer. Right. This woman says she was going at 5 a.m. prayer. How old were you? Uh, I met you when I was 28. Right. I was probably 26, 27. 20, it was maybe, it was maybe a, beer, a year or two before I met you. I would say 26 or 27. What happened at 5 a.m. prayer? What did it do for you? I mean, it, it just, it, it, I, I can honestly say that, that I drew closer to God. Like, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that in that season of my life, I got, I know I got healed from the situation that I was dealing with. I got closer to God. I got clarity about some things. And he, he really removed a lot of the, the, uh, the mess that was on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was, it was so, it was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, I, I began, at first it was a struggle, but then I began to be like, I need to go to 5 a.m. prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, the rest of my day, honestly, was, would go, even if I had like a hiccup in the day, mm-hmm. like I still, I had that prayer that I had early in the morning because I, I spent time alone with him. Mm-hmm. It, it, it prepared me for those situations throughout the day. And you were, so, 
Go ahead. You were 26. I was around 26, 27. I would say 27. I was probably 27. No, 26, 27. That's great. I'm sitting here thinking like she was 26 doing that. Two years later, her husband came. Wilderness is. That is true. Wildernesses prepare you for promises. God, this is so good. Anytime God places you in a wilderness, it's because he's about to place you in a promise. Yeah. The thing is, the reason we die in the wilderness yeah. is because we don't allow him to purify our hearts. Mm-hmm. Literally, what God was trying to do was, I want to get them to stop looking at Pharaoh and I want them to start looking at Yahweh. Yeah, that's good. He was raining down manna because he was like, they were so used to looking to Pharaoh and they were so used to being a slave. But I want them to be free men. I want them to be free women. And I want them to know I'm Jehovah Jireh, my provide, your provider. God literally wants to place us in a season right. where he can reintroduce himself. I'm sorry. That's go ahead. It. No, I mean, and I, and I wanted to go, go into this next part because... As believers, we are, we are called to walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. We are called to walk in the spirit, okay? So we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. All of that stuff that we're talking about, okay? Because like we said, purity is not just fornication or sexual sin. Purity is your whole mind and body is, is, is functioning according to the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Like the way that you talk, the way that you act, what you say, the way that you communicate, the places that you go, how you live your life, okay? The things that you, the fruit that you bear, okay? That is, that is a life that is exercising purity. And that's what God calls us to, walking in the spirit and, and, and using the fruits of the spirit, like self-control, like peace, like love, like kindness, like gentleness. All of that stuff is our, our reflections of walking in the spirit, yeah. but if we don't allow the word of God to wash us, like wash us, like wash us, cleanse us, yeah. then we will continue to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. God has something, like we said in the previous uh, messages, when God has a purpose on your life, there's things that need to be fixed, right? Yeah. And there are things that need to be done. There, in the word, God talks about us in, uh, talks about in John that there are greater works. Jesus talks about greater works. Greater works than, than what, that, what he was doing, we will be doing. Yeah. And if we are still dealing with simple stuff like cussing people out, like watching this, this filth on TV or, you know, I can't stop sleeping around. Like the, these are things that we should be able to, we can't get to the greater. Mm-hmm. Like there's something greater that God has called us to. There's a greater commission. There's a greater calling. There's a greater purpose. There's a greater thing yeah. that has to be done in this earth. Yeah. And he needs his children. His, he called us to do it. But we can't even get to the greater works. Yeah. We can't even get to the greater things. That, I mean, and they were, they were doing some pretty, I mean, they were like casting out demons. And like, you know, the lame was walking and the blind eyes were open. These, I mean, to me, that seems pretty great. Yeah. But he was like, there's going to be greater things. For us to do, but if we are still struggling and God, listen, God can use anybody. Yeah. He, he just needs an, a, a willing and available vessel. Yeah. That is what he's looking for. He's looking for, like he said, blessed are the pure in heart because they shall see God. God, he, he wants to use us. Yeah. He, wants to, uh, he wants to do great things in our lives. But if we are still straddling the fence, I'm just going to be real about it. And if we're still making excuses... As to why we still do certain things, mm-hmm. 
because we're not willing to be separated from us. When listen, when it's when it's greater to be connected to Christ in all of its entirety than be separated from him in, in these certain areas of our lives because we're so comfortable with that. Yeah. Then how is he going to use us to do the greater? Yeah. God wants us and, 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 and he needs us to, to, to do the greater things in this earth. But yeah. we have to be willing. Yeah. We have to be willing to kill that part of us. Yeah. To deny ourselves. To die. To die. To crucify our flesh. As much as it hurts, as comfortable as it is, as much as we're used to it, we have to be willing to kill that part of us. So that we can gain Christ. Because I promise you on the other side of that line that we are trying to get so close to, yeah. there is joy, there is purpose, there is peace, there is comfort, there is deliverance, there is healing. There is so much more on the other side if we're willing to kill that part of us. Yeah. But we've been so comfortable, believers. We've been so comfortable living in the gray. Yeah. Like we are comfortable living and abiding in the gray. And you have been a Christian sitting in the pews for 20, 30 years. Yeah. And you are satisfied yeah. with living in the gray. Yeah. And God, God is just saying, there's more. I want more. I'm requiring more. Yeah. You have been called for more. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you may not even know, like, you could be listening to this message and you never actually knew about the light. But you just feel discontent in the gray. And we're hoping that this message touches your heart so that you can know God made you for more than this. Yeah. Because there's so many times when I hear about purity, it's about some sexual movement. Right. It's about ladies making a purity ceremony right, or, right, 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 you know, right. hey, I'm, I've decided to live a life of purity. Purity rings. Jesus, yeah. Jesus talks, I'm sorry, Jesus tells us about this in Matthew chapter 15. So if you ever think, okay, purity is just not having sex, look what Jesus says. In Matthew chapter 15, verses 16 to 20. So Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? Mm. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. Okay, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, yeah. murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defiles a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Yeah, that's good. Jesus is saying, you want to know if your heart is pure? What's coming out of your mouth? What language are you speaking? Because you can't spew forth sweet water and then spew forth bitter water at the same time. Right. What we're trying to get you to understand is that purity is a heart issue. Yeah. It's a heart issue. God is trying to address our heart. That's the whole point of the suitcase. Right. It's because it's symbolic of your heart. What's in your heart? I know you want to get to the next level. Right. I know you're ready for God to send this. Right. I know you're ready for God to answer your prayers. But we want you to understand that there's something in your heart heart what is in the carry-on of your soul and i'm just praying that god is using us like a special like a spiritual tsa agent to come in and let you know you can't fly with that right. I, it doesn't matter that you got first first class tickets you're not bought a no flight with that with that attitude uh, i called you to leadership and right now you will cuss out somebody I, I, we don't have that right we can't handle that right now so let me purge that so i have to place you in the wilderness he Good. places you in the wilderness to purge it. You have to understand it. See, because a lot of us don't understand the season of obscurity. It's God is saying, listen, I know that you're Israel. But right now, you got a whole lot of Jacob. Mm. 
Right. And I don't want them to see that whole lot of Jacob, so I have to put you in a season. In other words, it's a closed door season. You ever been there where every door is closed? It seems like you don't have any open doors. We're trying to change your perspective. It's not necessarily a closed door. It's a dressing room. Yeah. It's a place where God's like, nah, we, we got to take off that pride. Right. We got to take off that abandonment. Right. We got to take this off because there's a people I need you to reach. Yes. There's a bloodline that you're called to shift. There's a ministry that you have to birth. Yes. There's a daughter that you have to raise. Yes. There's some sons that you have to raise. And I have called you to be so fresh and so clean. My blood has made you clean, but it's your decisions that keep you fresh. This is why you feel exhausted. This is why you feel tired. It's because you keep making choices that are outside of my will right. because you keep making choices that are inside of your will. That's and good. until I can get you to make choices that it doesn't matter about how you feel, but it matters more about how I feel, you'll keep on being exhausted. You want to be fresh? Trust me. You want to be fresh? Trust me. You want to have clarity? Trust me. You want to have understand understanding? Trust me. I've called you to be clean, but you... Being fresh, you're going to have to make some decisions. So good. God places you in this wilderness. There's several types of people you could be. You could be a perfectionist. You could be an extra strategist. You could be a demonologist, or you could be evangelist. <laughs> the perfectionist is the individual that's trying to do everything perfect. They're so caught up over what they don't have that they don't even recognize what no longer has them. That exit strategist is that person you're just trying to find a way out. You're constantly trying to get out of this season, not recognizing that God put you in this season for the express purpose of what he put on the inside of you to go through each trimester necessary for full development. You will not have a stillborn destiny. You're not going to miscarry. You're going to go full term, but I got to put you in this season. The demonologist, you blame the devil for everything. Everything you're going through, you blame the devil. The devil did this. The devil did that. The devil made my AC start working. The devil did this. This is not the devil. Yeah. This is God trying to get you to stop liking devilish things. That's good. You don't even recognize that you have learned how to function in dysfunction. Yep. And so I'm trying to show you that this is kingdom. And like we said last week, whatever is normal to culture is abnormal to kingdom. Yes. And he's trying to get you to become a kingdom citizen. But that evangelist, that last person in the wilderness, you recognize God's got a plan. That's good. God's going to do something. Mm -hmm. Purity starts with your heart. Then God wants to detox it. And our last point, protect it. How about this be your slogan? Kingdom vibes only. Yeah. Kingdom vibes only. I have to protect this because I understand out of my heart flows the issues of life. Yeah. And if I want to get to the next level, there's going to have to be some things that can't go in my heart. So I have to protect anybody that tries to influence right. it. So I need to surround myself with kingdom friends. Some of us, you're in war warfare and you don't even know it. But you need kingdom friends because when you have kingdom friends, y'all do this. Go back to back. Back to back. Okay. I got your six. She got my six. Ain't nothing coming on this side. Ain't nothing coming on your side. I need kingdom relationships. This is what a kingdom relationship looks like. I got her back. Can't nothing stab her in the back. If you know anything about the armor, the breastplate is before you. You got your shield, but your only offensive weapon is the sword. The sword of the spirit. I need people who know how to have sword fights. I need people who know how to fight for me. And I shouldn't have to worry about my back because I'm rolling with people who got me covered. So we want to challenge you. What is in the carry-on of your soul? Because God has called you to be fresh. Yes. And he's called you to be clean. But there's something on the inside that I got to get out so that I can take you to the next level and you can go to a new dimension of power, understanding, and anointing. So God, we thank you. We thank you for this time of coming together. 
And we pray, oh God, that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear. There were some hot points, God, but we want you to put us in the refiner's fire to make us whole. Yes, Jesus. Give us a new perspective because you said in your word, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And let us be like Daniel, who can recognize, I don't have to eat a Babylonian diet just because it's offered to me. I'm called to be a kingdom citizen.